Praise the Lord. I want to welcome you again to this broadcast. And as we come together to learn at his feet, the feet of the master, may the Lord bless us in the mighty name of Jesus. For some time now, I've been on a series that I titled The Junction of Life. The Junction of Life. And in this series, we have looked at the part one and part two of uh, this theme. And today, by God's grace, we want to look at the part three of the theme, The Junction of Life. And as usual, our anchor scripture has been from the book of Matthew, chapter 8, from verse 28 down through to 34. Matthew 8, 28, and which says, And when he was come to the other side into the country of the Gagasins, there met him two possessed with devils, coming out of the tombs as in the fierce, so that no man may pass by that way. And behold, they cried out, saying, What have we to do with thee, Jesus? Thou Son of God, art thou come either to torment us before the time? And there was a good way off from them, a herd of many swine feeding. So the devils besought him, saying, If thou cast us out, suffer us to go away into the herd of swine. And he said unto them, Go. And when they were come out, they went to the herd of swine. And behold, the whole herd of swine ran violently, violently down a steep place into a sea, and perished in the waters. And they that kept them fled, and went their ways into the city, and told everything, and what was befalling to the possessed of the devils. And behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus. And when they saw him, they besought him that he would depart out of their coast. Amen. And from that verse 28, I want to emphasize on that verse. And when he was come to the other side into the country of the Gagasins, there met him to possessed with devils, coming out of the tombs as in the fierce, so that no man may pass by that way. From the part one and part two of this series, we've been able to look at the fact that assuming there's a man coming, making a progress in the journey, and while he was coming, all of a sudden he met himself at this junction. Joshua ahead of him where he found out that they were possessed with devils, men with possessed they were possessed with devils. They were so fierce, so cruel, fearsome, men they were scary, and um, they were coming out of the tombs. And one of the things that may have happened when a man saw that there is there are powers or there's a power ahead of him, he wants to stop to consider the journey very critically. And from the part one of this series, we said that one of the things that may happen is that the man may decide to go back because of these powers, or he may still be there as we consider in part two, thinking of what to do. And today we are looking at part three of the series. And what is the part three saying? And it is the possibility of the man wanting to take another route, another route longer than the route which we have just taken to cross over. Onto where he was going. And by virtue, it may mean that where the man was going, just for him to cross over just a short distance ahead of him, for him to reach his goal, his destiny, his destination, his purpose. But lo and behold, because of these powers, the man is at this junction, not know what to do. I may decide, well, let me take another route that will lead me there. And beloved of God, this route that this man may decide to take definitely is going to be a longer route. 
another route entirely. Things that he did not bargain for. Taking another route. A longer route. And let me say, beloved of God, that we are here for a time and not for eternity. Our time here is limited. We are bound by time at this other side of eternity. And it will behoove us to consider what is ahead of us. What the decision that we are making today, we need to sit and look at it critically. Because taking another route, another longer route, beloved of God, when are we going to get there? When will you reach there? When you get to that very goal? Why you are taking another longer route to the place of your destiny? And can we see a man running and walking in the opposite direction of his calling? The man running so far and fast and so hard, even in the opposite direction. When is the man going to accomplish that purpose? And there is time, according to scriptures, there is time for everything under heaven. And today, we want to look at so men that were called of God. God called Abraham to an unknown land. And he was to go by the precept, by the leading and direction of God. And even though he did not know where he was going, God was leading him into the land where he was to possess for inheritance. And God called even Israel out of Egypt unto Canaan. This time around, they know where they were going, unlike Abraham. They knew that they were going from Egypt unto Canaan. There was a specific destination, a specific destiny, which they knew ahead of time. And also Jonah, God called Jonah unto Nineveh. Jonah knew his destiny, his des destination was Nineveh. He was to go to Nineveh according to the God, call of God concerning his life. As we look at it in that book of uh, Jonah chapter 1. And there the Bible said that, And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah. The word of the Lord came unto Jonah. He heard loud and clear the word of the Lord unto him. And what the word of the Lord told him, what did that word say unto him? Verse 2 says, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cried against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. The destination then was Nineveh. He was to go to Nineveh. The word of the Lord came unto him. Go to Nineveh. A direct and specific direction. Amen. And uh, beloved, but what happened along the journey is what we want to look at now. The journey of this man called Jonah. I want us to look at that scripture very critically. I want to read from verse 3 of that book of Jonah chapter 1. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa. And he found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fear thereof and went down into it and to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Verse 4 says, But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the shape was like to be broken. Can you see? The shape was almost broken because of a man. Verse, three, verse 5 says, Then the mariners were afraid, and cried every man unto his God, and cast for the weirs that were in the ship into the sea to let it eat of them. But Jonah was gone down into the sides of the ship 
and he lay and was fast asleep. So the shame master came to him and said unto him, What meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise, call upon thy God. If so be that God will think upon us, that we perish not. Verse 7 and they said, Everyone to his fellow, come, let us cast lots, that we may know for whose cause this evil is upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell upon Jonah. The lot fell upon Jonah. Let's stop there, meanwhile. As we can see from where we have just read, and that passage said that Jonah himself paid the fear. He paid the money to go to where? To go to Tashish. He paid that verse still says, Jonah rose up to flee unto Tashish from the presence of the Lord and went to Joppa. He paid, he found a shape going to Tashish. So he paid the, uh, the fear thereof. Of himself, he took money and paid willfully, consciously. He paid the fear, he paid the money to go onto a wrong place. A place of opposite direction of where God has called him. Beloved, if there's anything God has given us is what I call free will. Unto every man, when God created us, he has given us a free will to be able to choose on our own. Even though he may have told us some things, he has given us some counsel of what to do, of, of uh, an area able to tow of a direction to follow. Be as it may, is it give us that free will to be able to determine and choose the free will to obey or not to obey. Can you see this man? Willfully of his own, he paid the money to go into another place, another direction. How many people today, they have of their own paid for whatever is happening unto them today? The calamity, the tragedy that they have, they have, have befallen them today, what they are going through today of their own, they have paid for it. And every man is responsible for his actions. Beloved, you are responsible for whatever you are going through. No man, hear me well and clear, no man will own up even to the consequence of any man's action or decision. You are going to be responsible for whatever action or decision that have made in life because God has given you what? That free will to be able to choose and to determine what to do. God asks Adam, why did you eat of this food which I have told you not to eat? He said, it was Eve. Can you see? A man laying his responsibility upon another man. It was Eve. God, we thank God. God, God not say because it was Eve. And uh, he decided to exonerate him and release him. No, God judged that disobedience in his life. And over to Eve again. God asked Eve, Eve, why did you do this? Eve said, it was the serpent. Well, even though it was the serpent, God said it was judged that disobedience in the life of Eve. Can you see the problem that man have been having even right from then up to now? We want 
another person to take responsibility of our actions, of our decisions. And look at this man called uh, Jonah. And the man was going down, 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 and down. From one end onto the other. One level of disobedience to the other. And beloved, let me tell you today that you should never argue with the voice or the situation. The voice of God in you, do not argue with that voice again. When you begin to argue with the voice of God, the ladies, the direction of God in your life, you will begin to go down and down and down. When you look at that verse 3 of that Jonah chapter 1, the Bible says Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went down. He went down to Joppa. Can you see? He went down to Joppa. When we look at verse 5, then the mariners were afraid and cried every mouth to his God and cast forth the wheels that were in the ship into the sea to lighten it of them. But Jonah was gone down into the sides of the ship. Down and down and down. When you are walking in the opposite direction to the will of God concerning your life, it will be from one down onto the other. And when we look at even verse 6 of chapter 2 of that book of Jonah, the scripture says, this is Jonah crying and praying, even in the belly of the fish. Said, I went down to the bottoms of the mountains. I went down to the bottoms of the mountains. The earth with her bars was about me forever. Yet, as thou brought up my life from corruption, O Lord my God. The first sentence there says, I went down to the bottoms of the mountains. What does it mean? It means the man really went down into hell. When you do not align yourself on time with God, and you will be going down and down and down if you are not careful. It may lead that your faith may be permanently sealed. And I may not be going back again. Another man in scriptures that was going down, down and down, was Samson. When we look at the book of Judges chapter 14, where you look at that scriptures, begin to see how he began to go down, went down to this place, went down to that place, down and down, until he found himself the lap of Delilah. Beloved, if you continue to go down and down, eventually you may be caught and trapped by the enemy. Just like Samson. Stop going down into sin and sinning today. Stop going down into disobedience. Don't see your faith yet. Because if you are not careful, you don't know the down, the next down that may see your faith. And Satan is not usually satisfied with our initial disobedience. No, he knows that we have disobeyed, disobeyed God. Yes, yes, he's not, he's not yet satisfied. He wants to get us far away from where God wants us as possible. Find one way or the other to trap us. To get far away from where God wants us. And so, beloved, today you must try every means possible to shun Every form of enticement, yes, that can be taken. Or to take you, I may want to take you far to the wrong opposite direction of your calling. Shun every allurement 
every attract whatever that is attracting you, whatever may be the bait that the enemy wants to use to entice you, you have to desist from it today and shun it completely. And look at the man. The man, first of all, went to Joppa. Joppa, what was the meaning of Joppa? Joppa means beautiful. Oh, beautiful. This beautiful offer. This beautiful job. This beautiful food. Beautiful player. Appetite. Relationship. This decent and lucrative job. This is what a, a, a lot of men have chosen. A lot of people they have chosen, a lot of men they have chosen this in life. And it has caused the enemy to catch them and to do what? And to trap them. Today, a lot of men are trapped and they don't know the way out again. Why don't you detect your job today? It may be beautiful on the surface, but underneath is more than that. Underneath is corruption. Underneath is the power of the enemy to rule over your life. Underneath, there are the chains of darkness. Underneath, there are the shackle of the enemy to bind your life. Detect your jumper today. That jumper that is always crossing your path. Be on guard and watch and be on the watch today. Let's look at the consequence of the action of this man called Jonah. When we look at that verse um, 4 of that book of Jonah chapter 1, the Bible says, and, But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea. It was the Lord himself that engineered that wind, that storm. And there was a mighty tempest in the wind, so that the shape was like to be broken. The shape was almost broken up. The shape was almost scattering. Breaking up. Why? Because of the disobedience of a man. And come to think of it, Jonah is, is not the owner of the shape. We all know that. He's not the owner. He's never the owner. This shape that was almost breaking up, Jonah was not the owner. Can we see the domino effect of the disobedience of a man? Can we see the turbulence that those men went through even inside the shape? Can we see the loss, the loss of everything, all their, all their property, all everything that they had on them? Everything was cast even into the waters in order to lighten the ship. A great loss. Fear caught up with them. There was turbulence. They didn't know what to do. Confusion all over the place. And come and look at it. Why? Because of a man. The ripple effect of the action of that man. Beloved, your disobedience can mean that you may be causing a lot of turbulence and storms even in your home, in your family. It can begin to affect your children and your wife. It can begin to touch on some businesses and some things around you. Can you see? Because of that disobedience of a single man. And if at that point, if the man now says, Oh, God, I have sinned. I now want to go back. Like I've said initially, a longer route. 
a longer route. If care is not taken, if we're not for the mercy of God, the man will have lost in transit. It may mean if one is not careful, not know what to do again, even at that point in time, at that very junction. Total loss of the man and the purpose. Because the route is so long. And Nineveh that God called this man to go was just about 550 miles from Israel. Why Tashish, where he was running to, was about 2,500 miles away in the opposite direction. Can you see? 550 to 2,500 miles. Look at the comparison. And uh, what a great task now ahead of this man. How will we fulfill this destiny? Man was run far away from the place of destiny. A place was just to cross over, but now has taken a longer route. Another route, a wrong route. I mean, I ask you, beloved of God, where are you now? Are you Jonah that is just leaving Israel to go the wrong place, the wrong route? Where are you in that Jonah, in that journey? Or you are already at your jumper? Or maybe you have already paid for your journey to Tashish. Maybe you are already inside the storm and the sea already. Whether you, maybe you are already passing even through the turbulence already. Maybe the turbulence is even, it's even affecting things around you, touching some things around you, your relationship, your marriage, your business. That disobedience is already touching it. Where are you now? And at times, for the fact that a man may feel good in whatever state or where he is, which is even contrary to the purpose of God, does not mean justify that the man is okay. Feeling good does not justify or approve your act or your actions. Ahab felt exhilarated, so happy on top of the world, where after claiming a neighbor's neighbor's vineyard, until he met a mentor, Elijah, who confronted him of that sin. What about Saul, King Saul? It felt so great when he offered sacrifices. Before the battle, he met somewhere. Yes, the enemy was almost around. And the best thing for me to do now is to do what? Is to offer the sacrifice, even though it was someone that's supposed to offer that, that sacrifice. He may have comforted and satisfied himself by doing so. But when someone came, it was another story. Even King Herod felt quite content, taking his brother's wife, until he met John the Baptist. What am I saying, beloved of God? Pleasant feeling does not determine the will of God. For the Father, yes, you are feeling pleasant concerning the whole thing does not mean that you are in the will of God. So you have to sit down before it is too late where you are now. Am I in the opposite direction of the purpose of God? For my life. And come to think and look at the this man. I pitched them that day. 
The verse 13 of that Jonah chapter 1 says, Nevertheless, the men roared so hard to bring the ship to land. They roared so much to bring even that ship under control. But they could not, for the sea rot and was tempestuous against them. The sea rot that day so much so that they could not control it. Every attempt to control it, the thing was growing more and more. The tempest was growing more and more. The storm was growing more and more. So tempestuous against them. Mm. Beloved, the more you are trying to control the situation, put the situation under control, <laughs> the more the whole thing is, is proven abortive. The more you are making so much effort to see that things get right, to see that things are done right, to see that things It's okay with you or around you. Around your wife, your children, about you. But you find that so much, the, so, the more you make effort to put these things under control, the more the tempest. Hmm. Why don't you consider where you are today? This long road where you are making hmm. is not where you may, you may not really <laughs> be able to decide where it's going to land you. And when you allow it to land you, where you don't want to be, love that may be the end of the whole thing. Why are you afraid of that power today? Why are you taking another route? Why don't you seek the face of God concerning your life? Before you take any decision, you before you make... Any turn around concerning the purpose of God in your life, why don't you seek Him and ask for His help? Why do you want to do your own will on this matter? Why don't you pray today and say, Lord, deliver me from myself? You can mention your name. For example, if I want to pray, I say, Deliver me from this man called Sunday. You can also pray that prayer this day and say, Lord, deliver me from myself. From the law working against your purpose in my life. From those things that is making me to take another step. That, from those things that is distracting and diverting my attention from the purpose. From those things. Whenever I want to take a right step towards the right direction. Right place. Right goal. Look, from those powers that are always redirecting my focus. Redirecting myself. From the right place. Lord, today, deliver me. Deliver me. Crush every eye, every self in me. Save me from every carnality and disobedience that has rendered my life captive. Pray unto God, beloved of God. Why don't you cry and say, Lord, let your mercy sort me out today. I repent of all my inconsistencies, my fears, my doubts. My wrong says my decisions, my wrong decisions, and all form of disobedience. It too. Lord, let your mercy seek me out today. Father, let your mercy seek me out today.
And we're going to pray according to that verses of chapter 2. Lord, save me from this hell. The situation you have met, met yourself today is just like hell. Some people will say, I'm passing through hell. Yet the situation is just like hell in your life. Around you, you look at yourself and everything. You can't fathom it. You can't control it. You are confused. You don't know what to do again. You are already inside the storm. Cry out to God. Say, Lord, save me from this hell. Lord, today, let your right hand carry me and set to me in the place of your will for my life. Arise for me. Let your right hand carry me today and set to me in the place of your will for my life. Arise down to me the time of refreshing. Lord, and comfort me on every side. And I pray for you today that the peace of God will overrule your heart. Any one-way ticket you have purchased for a journey in opposite direction of your purpose is hereby withdrawn from you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And any step taken presently that may fulfill the purpose of God over your life, I pray that step is frustrated. In the mighty name of Jesus. And maybe you are in the middle of the storm already. And the storm has been tossing you up and down to and fro, causing you losses. Even in this your hellish state. I pray that the message of the Lord will speak for you and deliver you. And grant you safe landing in the right place in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray it will not be too late for you. Before you find solution, your destiny will never be sealed. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord will shine in the path that you are going to tow. Able to get there in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Just as that fish spit out, vomit out. Jonah, the right place where he was to go today. The Lord will maneuver every situation around you. To be able for you today to get there in the mighty name of Jesus. In the very place where the Lord had ordered your life. Yes, the Lord will maneuver everything around you today to set you there in the mighty name of Jesus. And the peace of God will be with you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. That power today, the hold and the grip of that power today, launching your life in the wrong direction is broken in the name of Jesus. And after the Lord has settled you, beloved, the counsel of the Lord for you today is from the book of Psalm 85, verse 8. Psalm 85, verse 8. The scripture says, And I will hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace unto his people and to his saints. But let them not turn again to folly. Let them not turn again to foolishness. As you receive the peace of God and you make things right with God, I pray you will never turn again to foolishness in the mighty name of Jesus. Every act of foolishness in your life that have clung to your life, that have held tightly with you upon your life today, let that foolishness break its loose over your life now in the name of Jesus. You will not turn again to foolishness. In the name of the Lord Jesus. But the wisdom of God will prevail from now over your life and destiny. And the Lord Himself will let you, will let your heart, will let you, everything around you. I will grant you rest and peace 
in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. And you will get there safely. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Once again, I am Sunday Akimolan, accomplished by God's grace on plus 234-70-8111-5257. And the next time, when we meet again to look at the part four of this series, it's going to be our last uh, part. I pray to then the Lord be with you in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. It is well with you.